Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, actually, welcome to the show this week. Sorry about that. Uh, yes, I'm your host, Magnus Carter. You're on the Making More Money For You show on Voice America Business. Last week, we had a, an amazing uh, guest. Uh, we had Charles Reed, for, uh, a certified CPA, tax advisor and everything, starting to get us out. A lot of tidbits on starting your own business. Plus, he also gave a free gift if you listen to the uh, the show. Uh, the details are in there, so go check that out. This week we have a completely different type of show. Uh, it's more working. It's working on your personal life uh, as well as working in the financial world. Uh, with me, I have J.M. Ryerson. Uh, he is a mindset and business coach at uh, Let's Go Win three sixty five. Welcome to the show, J.M. Thank you, Magnus. Appreciate it, brother. Good to be here. Excellent, excellent. So. Uh, as you know, what the show is, oh, excuse me, uh, about the show is it's about helping people find ways to make money for themselves. And one thing that we don't always are actually in the best frame of mind is actually getting in the mindset of actually making money. Am I right? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, it's, it, you hear the words abundant mindset and scarcity mindset. And so often when it comes to money people have a scarcity mindset and in large part it's not their fault it's just kind of how they were raised that money is scarce and it's it's such an interesting topic and i i can speak very you know i can relate to it because i grew up that way uh some of the hard wires that were given to me from my parents when it came to money weren't necessarily positive so it is an interesting idea where money is just it's something that's created. And if you have the proper mindset, you can create a lot of it. And it's a, it can be an amazing tool. But if you have a scarcity mindset, you don't think there's a lot of it out there, you probably will fall into that category. So in my opinion, when it comes to making money, when it comes to making scalable and a lot of money, it does come down to your mindset and, and where you fall. So it's, it is something that you need to be cognizant of. It's something that some people are really, really well-versed in having an abundance mindset and, and a lot of others don't. And I guess one of the things I would say, Magnus, is it's not your fault. It's just part of how you're raised. And sometimes you have to put a little work on it. Oh, well, that's, that is actually a great segue of what we're going to get into in a little bit. But can you tell us how you got into uh, mindset and, and coaching? You know, business coaching, particularly, the no one unless you did is nobody really chooses. It's like, oh, I'm going to be a coach. I know exactly what I'm going to do when I get out of here. I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to help these people. I'm going to do this, do that, do that. You know, but how did you get to where you are at now? Yeah, it's a good question, brother. And it all started with I. I built three companies in the financial service world, and one of the things that I I really knew a lot about or what I was good at was leadership and building teams. If you were to ask me anything really financial related in terms of, you know, how does an annuity work, life insurance, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that wasn't actually something I was all that interested in. But what I did know was building distribution. And one of the things that 
I found that I just fell in love with is helping people perform at their highest levels. And so when I found that, I just kept diving more and more into it, realizing that the more I grew, the more I could support others in their growth, the more I could influence people to, again, succeed on a high level, whether it be an athlete, an executive, uh, just someone running the solo entrepreneur, it all came down to some basic habits and I just love the process. So that's how I got into it, man. And and once I, I wrote my first book, Let's Go Win for, for my kids, uh, the lady I was working with said, man, you're selfish. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, if you only share this book with two human beings, you're selfish. And I said, all right, lesson learned. Let's go ahead and publish it. And brother, I've just never looked back. It's just been such a fun ride helping people along the way. Absolutely. I can attest to that. And it's funny how we actually get into writing books. It's you don't really set out to do it or it just it's like, okay, I wrote this book. Okay, what do I want to do with it? And, you know, it was actually told it was given to you as as great advice, which we're actually going to start getting into right now is the person you surrounded yourself with had a positive outlook on it. and pushed you to do that now if there were other people or someone else that read that would you have published a book on your own that's a good question man i i mean i'd like to say that yes i would have but truth be told that's all hindsight i don't know man it it wasn't on my radar and in large part it's it's fascinating because i grew up where you're not supposed to talk about yourself stay humble. That's, that's kind of the lessons I was taught, but actually it's kind of selfish. If you're not talking about your victories, if you're not sharing some of the successes that you have so that others can also share in those successes. So Magnus, I I would like to think that I would have eventually, but I'm really glad that uh, her name's Danelle. She gave me a nice little kick in the rear and, and set me on a path that I I'm so happy for to have that opportunity. It was always there. I just didn't think of it that way. And I'm, I'm glad she kind of gave me that swift kick. Oh, that's wow. That is really great, great news because even though we surround, we're, we're in constant contact with people. Well, we're starting to get back into constant contact with people because of the two year, well, year and a half to two years of uh, solitude, if you will, of just staring at four walls and a Netflix screen. It's, it's getting back out there into the world. Now the world is starting to come back alive. It's starting to actually populate itself again. You are starting to see people outside and uh, how important is it to actually start associating with, um, with people that are either like mindset or actually better than where you're at right now. Yeah, one of the biggest lessons we all have probably heard at some point and we need to check in on on a frequent basis is you are a direct reflection of who you spend the most amount of time around. And I know when I looked in the mirror about 15 years ago, I didn't like what I looked back at in terms of the people I was hanging around. They weren't exactly lifting me up. And in my opinion, people either lift you up or they bring you down. And there really is no like plateau or stagnant spot when it comes to the people you're around and the people I was surrounding myself, I wasn't lifting them up. They weren't bringing me up. In fact, we were just kind of bringing each other down. And when I looked and said, wow, some of these people are really close to me, 
that meant that I had to set up some boundaries. I had to go upgrade in terms of people that would really push me, get me out of my comfort zone. Because truth is, the t- when you're growing, you're not comfortable. So right. every time that you feel uncomfortable, congratulations, you're growing. But I wasn't in that space at, at that time. And since on a yearly basis, I'm always checking in. Who am I surrounding myself? Are they pushing me? Are they helping me become a better version of who I am? And and conversely, am I also doing that for them? So it is a it's a huge part, Magnus. It, and you know those those couple of years that we weren't able to be around people and feel that energy that was tough on a lot of people mentally, uh, physically for a lot of people. And so to be able to be back around those people, really feeling that energy, it's it's so vitally important. Okay. Well, you did notice that you did say that you were noticing that people were bringing you down and whatnot. Were there some key signs that you've actually seen this happen with the people that you were interacting with? Uh, because maybe some of the listeners out there or that listen to this think it's happening, but they're not quite sure of, of what to look for. Yeah, that's a good question. And the first sign is, are you negative on a frequent basis? When it comes down to, are you seeing the world, you know, glass half full or you've seen it half empty if you notice yourself falling into that trap and again a lot of people during the pandemic i'll speak to they were not only the people that are hanging around or associating with but they were watching the news all the time mm-hmm. well here's a here's a news flash for you the news is not here to lift you up it's not here to make you feel better it is legitimately here to make you see nothing but death, destruction, and mayhem. That's what sells TV time and newspapers. Not that they're that prevalent anymore in magazines, but right. it's all negative. So if you're finding yourself being negative on a frequent basis, you have a pretty good idea that you're not around people that are lifting you up. The other thing is if you notice that you're not taking care of yourself, your mind, your body, your soul on a daily basis, That should be a pretty good clue that I'm not giving myself the self-love that I really require to show up as my best version of me. So it's two easy things that you can check in on and just say, am I being negative or positive most of the time? Am I taking care of myself on a daily basis? Okay. With with these items, what we just talked about, exactly, that's all taught in the business side of things. We're constantly, con- we're constantly um, being trained or talked about or uh, constantly going to workshops, if you will, about that in the business world. But what makes people not take those lessons in the business world and apply them to real life or outside of uh, or life in general? You know, it's interesting, man. And I'll, I'll speak to my female clients right away. I'll ask a, a question to every time a female walks through my door and I say, what have you done for yourself today? And their first answer is I took care of the house, the kids, the, the, my, my spouse, the job. And their list is about this long before they ever mention anything about themselves. I don't know why I'm not sure where that started, but it's, it's something that they are constantly giving to others before they take care of themselves. Well, the problem is it's actually the most selfish thing you can do because there's a real shelf life to how long you're able to sustain that. To stay at your the top of your game, you have to take care of you first. And the biggest analogy 
that I can use is when you're on an airplane and they say, if the cabin pressure goes down, well, who are you supposed to put the mask on first, yourself or the child? You're supposed to put on yourself first. On yourself, right. Same way in daily life. You need to be taking care of you first so you can show up as the best version of you. And so often, I think people think they're being unselfish. They think they're giving to everyone around them by taking care of them first. But the problem is the shelf life is not long and you're going to burn out. So that's one of the first things I teach is what are you doing for yourself on a daily basis? And it doesn't have to be that long. It can literally be 15 minutes every morning. You take care of your mind, your body, and your soul for 15 minutes. Just start there and then watch how you feel. Watch how much more energy. Watch how much more bright and and, and you just have so much more uh, passion towards life than if you're taking care of everyone else first and kind of drudging through the day. Oh, I can, I can attest that I can definitely attest with that, especially with uh, the nine to five jobs and uh, doing computer work and constantly being asked for something, asked for something, asked for something, not taking time for yourself. And when the weekend comes around, I, I am selfish. I am taking time for myself because I'll go. I, I love scuba diving now. So while it was still nice out and whatnot, I still went scuba diving. I, I meet, I met a lot of incredible people doing it all walks of life from all over the U.S. And for that 45 minutes to an hour and so minutes, there's no distractions. It's just you underneath the water and enjoying it. It's one of the most refilling and regenerating things. Um, but how that brings up a, a good point right there is our batteries. How what are some of the signs of our batteries actually going down? that far before we actually notice anything yeah man it's uh it's a good question and and you you'll feel it you feel when you're not up feeling your best when you're literally dreading getting up and going to work or when you you're you're just not as sharp it's just it's something that we all know and yet when we get in this vicious cycle of not doing stuff for ourselves, whether that's kind of the hobby side of things or the adventure side of things, okay. that's when you know, hey, it's time to give back to myself. And it is interesting. Even the words we say, I'm going to be selfish and take care of myself. I actually want people to think of it differently. I'm going to be unselfish and take care of myself so I can then give to you. It's it's just such a fascinating twist on things if you can just look at it differently and say when i go out uh and i go play golf on a weekly basis let's say that's uh somebody's thing that was my thing for a long time i was in a better mood i was a better father i was a better husband i was a better employee and all it was was me getting out one day a week playing four hours of golf so if i'm showing up as a better employee father uh husband why wouldn't i do that on a on a weekly basis because it doesn't matter when I hear people say, I worked X amount of time. Well, that's fantastic. What did you actually accomplish? If you just put in hours but didn't accomplish anything, who cares? But if, if you can accomplish more in less time, you're happier. Happier people are more productive. They've done plenty of studies. I won't bore you with all that. That's where you just want to check in. Am I filling that happiness bucket? Am I being fulfilled spiritually? Are these things happening? Because if I am, I should show up as the best version of me in all walks of life. Okay. 
it's funny you said that because a couple of weeks ago when I had Tommy Breedlove on the show, we discussed the same things, but he did things differently. He actually has it segmented down uh, to each uh, part, part of what we're just talking about is the spirit, his mind, his physical body. Uh, but you're, you're saying the exact same thing, but instead of doing it separately, it's like whatever makes you feel all of those things at the same time. Am I right? Yeah, and and Tommy and I know each other pretty well, man. He's an amazing dude, and, and it's a hundred percent. The three boxes I want people to check off are the mind, the body, and the soul. Okay, there's okay. seven total areas of life that you should check in on: a relationship box, obviously your overall health box, your adventure box. There's other areas: your financial box, which obviously this show is doing a great job of. Oh, thank you, but. Um, it's, it's something that I try to simplify everything for people to make sure that look on a daily basis, your mind, because whether you think you can or can't, you're right. Henry Ford said that a long time ago, and it was one of the most factual quotes I've ever heard. So I always start with the mind, like feed yourself something positive on a daily basis. We have all heard to eat healthy, move the body. Health is wealth, okay? So we all should do that on a daily basis. And then ultimately, soul or spirit, we are connected to a higher power. I don't care if you believe in God, Allah, Buddha, none of the, it doesn't matter to me what it is, what fills that soul bucket, because we all have that spiritual or soul side. So if you can just do those three things daily, everything else will will be fulfilled as well. Then you'll start to do your adventure bucket. Then your relationship bucket will be better. All of those other buckets get filled if you can at least take care of those three things. Okay, so those three things. And what you're saying there is um, mentioned on a couple other shows on, on top of this one is the compounding effect. One thing starts today, another one thing tomorrow. 10 days from now, you have 10, well, let's hear uh, close to 100, um, about 20 things already as long as you keep doing that and is it right when you coach um it takes 60 was it 30 or 60 days to form a habit most recent studies said 66 days uh okay. charles duhigg spoke about that on on his book but uh yeah 66 the most recent studies okay because that's constantly changing it's hard to keep up with that kind of information first it was 30 days the seven habits of highly successful people was 30 days then some like um, you were saying before, 66 days. And I, in the middle there, it's um, it was always stated, but it was never, it's not really a science, I guess. It's I, Does that actually depend on the person and the mindset of the person that wants to do that? 1000%. So brother, I get this question often is, are you a life coach? And I'm like, I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. However, I if you added lifestyle coach, that's really what I try to coach to because Let's say uh, the word diet. I'm not a big fan of diets because that's the roller coaster, right? Lose a bunch of weight and then and then when you gain a bunch and you're doing this thing the whole time versus just adopt a healthy eating lifestyle where you, and that's where Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about it. I eat healthy. I'm healthy. I'm a healthy eater. When you start to associate that way, that's just your lifestyle. Now you're going to do it. Whether you call it a habit, a ritual, it's just part of who you are. So it's funny, man. I don't really get caught up too much in the seven days, 30 days, 66 days. 
what I've found is if you can commit to something for 90 days, whatever that may be, it just becomes part of who you are. Now, if you miss a day, well, guess what? Just make sure you do it the next. And that's a whole, you said compounding effect. Darren Hardy wrote a great book on it. The whole compound effect. The fact that if you do little things over and over and over, great things happen. It's never going to be, I'm going to lose 60 pounds in one day. That's not the way it works. I'm going to do one small thing, one small thing, and then it and keeps growing on itself. So lifestyle, brother, that's, that's really a big part of what I, I coach on is just making whatever changes a part of your lifestyle. Now that brings us back to today's that this is a great circle conversation because all of what we're talking about relates to the people we let in our lives. And one thing that I, we were going to talk about what in, for the last part of the segment here is what are some other items that we can actually check off our list for signs to look for when we're actually interacting with the people we do on a daily basis? You know, more or less mental checks for yourself. It's like what to take note of. Like you said before, is am I more negative? Am I uh, am I happy even being around these people? Does my work suffer? Do is there what other areas um, or what other tidbits that we can use for this part of the show before we go into the second part of the show is actually how to build better relationships with newer people. Yeah. So quick check-ins that you can always do is, is ask yourself, why do I think this way? Why do I feel this way? Just ask why, how, why am I feeling this way? Why do I think this way? And then start to, I like to write about things that gives me clarity. It lets me brain dumb. It lets me get all of the emotions out of it. So I get some real clarity. And when you ask these questions, so why do I think this way? That was a big one for me, again, going back to money where uh, the I was taught the pretty people uh, join the country club. For some reason, being a pretty person was a bad thing. I don't know why. Being a pretty person is not a bad thing. But those were the comments that I could hear my dad saying, that I could hear my grandfather saying. And so I would just ask myself, why do I think that way? Well, I learned it from my dad, who learned it from his dad, who learned it from his dad. Well, he grew up during the Depression. These are negative thoughts around money. Why I would adopt that you know, 60, 80 years later doesn't make a lot of sense, but those hard wires are strong. So just asking yourself, why do I think that way? Why am I feeling this way? And then start to figure out where it came from. Okay. Yeah. Like you're saying, they didn't, during those times, it was very hard to, to adapt and you had to be that way, or you were going to be um, swallowed up by anything and not being able to support your family. You know, especially from those times till now, complete, uh, I'm not even going to say 360, but at least a couple of revolutions in there between that mindset and what we're actually seeing today with uh, uh, there's a plentiful and surplus of everything. So, yeah, it's, it's such a different day today. We have access to everything more than we did back then to information, to food, to, you know, knowledge and in the gyms i mean we have access to everything there was scarcity back then now we have abundance it's just a matter of making the right choices now with the scarcity and the abundance thing here is we have access to people 24 7 how does that help people and how does that actually hurt people when 
you're actually uh, living your life day to day? Yeah, that's a good question, brother. And it's one that we all need to look at. So for those of you that are into social media, comparison is 100%. The, it's the thief of of satisfaction. If you're comparing yourself to anyone else, you're going to you're going to lose out on so much. And that's the unfortunate part of social media where we see somebody living a cer- certain lifestyle and you think, "Oh my gosh, everything's perfect." It's not. No one has a perfect life. Everybody has ups and downs. That's the real life. So it really comes down to filtering what you allow in. The beautiful thing about having access to so much information is that there's not a question that we really ever need to go to a library to anymore. We have it right on our phone. The challenge with that is we have access to all of these things and not all of them are positive. So filtering that, Magnus, to where it's positive, to where it's lifting you up and not bringing you down, that's the responsibility of the user. And you have to make sure that you're clear on your agenda. So for instance, I don't watch the news I certainly don't watch the news in the morning because I don't want CNN, Fox, CNBC. It doesn't really matter. I don't want them to be running my agenda. I want something positive to be running my agenda. I want to seek out inspiration because I want to inspire others. So you can't feed your mind negativity and expect to be coming out on a positive side. You need to be feeding it positivity so you can do that. Well, I have... I have also noticed building on that is anything that was negative. The one job I I used to work at, uh, we had CNBC, we had CNN on one side, we had Fox News on the other side. Constant negativity at six o'clock in the morning. It was getting that bad at the job. I was getting, I was actually starting to get anxiety because it was constantly on the loop of every bad thing that was happening in the world in stereo. Plus, on top of doing the work stuff. Yeah, and you're not alone, man. I mean, look, if if you're not getting out and you're not doing something to fill that bucket, so again, just getting outside and getting vitamin D, just getting outside to nature and getting back to where we came from. We are energetic beings. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. That is not woo-woo. That is we are all energetic beings, so we need to replenish our energy and all of these things that are electronic that aren't necessarily feeding that they're going to take away. They're not supporting your growth and just being mindful of that. It, it doesn't mean it's evil. It just means you need to be mindful of it and watch how, how much intake of that you're getting. And with that said, it's all, it's almost break time, JM. I can't believe we already went through this half of the show and we did discuss quite a lot of topics in a, such a short amount of time. We covered a lot of helpful information out there when we're actually looking for to allow people in our lives and what to look for, for the, uh, the benefits or the negative or the negativities out of it. That's actually taking things away from our lives. And, uh, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I would like to get into the topics of actually looking for other people and actually starting to find more positive people to start building your team. So everybody out there, this is Magnus Carter with my guest, Jim Rayerson, uh, from let's go win 365. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to start talking about getting better people in your life to build that legendary team. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Making More Money For You show. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. We are talking about building a legendary team uh, in your personal life, not just your business life, because uh, we're all talked, told, and instructed and workshopped to death about how it's important to have a functioning and prosperity, prosperous uh, business life, but we failed to bring it into our personal lives. And to do this, I, I wouldn't have met Jam, my guest, Jam Rarison, without the help of Tommy Brelove. And, you know, I, I really appreciate that, that he introduced us. And welcome back to the show, Jam. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. It was a fun uh, first part of the conversation. Looking forward to the next. Oh, awesome. Yes, we went through a whole bunch of things that we can actually talk about and do to realize that the people in our lives aren't really the best people that we could have in our lives that could actually be better um, to have a better life and a, actually a legendary life, if you will. And to do that, we need, even though it feels like we're all living life uh, like an island or there's people that don't understand this, we actually have teams in place, but we, it, it's hard to realize that because we're conditioned that everything we're supposed to do, we're supposed to do on ourselves. Am I right? Well, I'm not sure where that idea came from, although I do, I, you know, I've coached with professional golfers, uh, tennis players, and those are singular sports, but the truth is they have a huge team around them. So take a tennis player, for instance, they have a hitting coach. They have their, their training weightlifting coach. They have their dietitian. They have their mental coach. 
And so if everyone on that team isn't all rowing in the same direction, really clear on what the intent and purpose is, you're going to have challenges. So the, the thought that you don't have a team around you, I'm not sure where it started because we all do just like you doing this show. Now you're the highlight of the show. You're the host, but then you have somebody producing it. You have somebody making sure that it sounds right. Then you have somebody making sure that it gets out to the right forum. And if you, everybody's not on the same page, the show's not going to work. So it, our, our personal lives are just the same. Our significant other, our spouse, what are our goals? What are our directions? When we're, when we're trying to parent with kids, what are we trying to do with our kids? When we're talking about whatever our business life is, what are we trying to accomplish? And why is that important? When the team is clear on the direction, people can support it. But if you're not clear on it, you have a lot of infighting, people not supporting one another. And that's when life gets really challenging. Oh, yes. Uh, it gets challenging. Fights start breaking out and eventually you start resenting each other. And then there's absolutely no progress and you start going backwards on that as well. It's um, it's a it's a it can be a slow process or it can be a really fast process. But I guess that depends on the people that you're interacting with. Yeah, no, 100 percent. I mean, just checking in with one another on, hey, why are we doing what we're doing? For instance, uh, if you have kids and let's say they're doing a sport and maybe one of your son or daughter, choose, they don't like doing what they're doing. A good question to ask is, why did you start doing it to begin with? Well, because it was fun. Okay. Is it no longer fun? Yeah, it's no longer fun. Why? And then you start answering the questions. It's funny how everything comes back to just asking, why are we doing it? Why is this important to our life? What is the purpose of it? And when you get clarity on it, everybody wants to row in a direction of happiness. That's the one thing I know, Magnus, everyone wants to be happy. They want to be healthy and they want to be wealthy. Those are the three things when I coach hundreds and thousands of people, it's like everybody wants to be happy. They want to be healthy and they want to be wealthy. And if we just ask some clarifying questions, we really can, but it's a choice that you have to make. And those choices, they are life-changing. Don't get me wrong. They, they're extremely life-changing. Um, even the small choices, the small choices make great impacts. Uh, like, uh, I want that donut or do I eat the granola bar for like lunch or something? Because as we talked about before, that one donut can lead to two donuts later and a croissant or a bagel, tons of cream cheese and bacon. It's the, it's the small things that we have. We have to actually take more into consideration and actually put more weight on those smaller things than the big life-changing items. Um, but don't get me wrong that those bit large life-changing questions and whatnot are still very important, but what led up to them? Why did they get there? It's like, you're exactly you're exactly right. And, we take it for granted that everything's going okay because we're just going through the motions. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's really being clear on why I'm doing what I'm doing. Where do I want to go? Why is that important? And if, if you just get clear on it and it'll just shape some of those decisions, because here's the deal. We are run by habits. The, our world on a daily basis for instance, most people brush their teeth 
in the morning and at night. That's a good habit to have, right? That's that's something that you should do. However, to your point, let's just say there's always a donut available. And now you choose to have a donut one day. Then it's two days. Now it's day 10. That compound effect will come back to bite you. So that would be a habit that's not necessarily supporting your goal of being healthy versus brushing your teeth. That's a habit that you want to keep. So it is funny how these small decisions and small choices that we make every single day, hundreds of them every single day, they add up to ultimately the the big things. So it is something to be aware of, something to be cognizant of. It's just something to check in on. And it's also, you know, one thing that people can do is have an accountability buddy in place to really check in to say, okay, what are your goals? Why is that important to you? How are you doing on it? And I actually, my kids do that for me all the time because I share my goals. They're up on my bathroom mirror and my kids are like, well, how's that goal doing, dad? And one thing I won't do is I will never lie to my kids. So I have to be honest with them and say, it's going well or it's not going well. And then get into the conversation of why isn't it going well? How can I be supported? Is there something that's getting in the way of me performing at my very best? Okay. Well, you brought up a, it, that is right. The more, the more honest you are with yourself, you know, the hard truth of the matter is, and the more that you hide things and try to get away from where it's like, oh, well, it's not that bad, but it's not really that bad is you're taken away from yourself and you're not really doing what you planned out to do. So, um, but with that being said, you mentioned a good point before when a tennis player, they have all their conditioning coaches and whatnot for their professional life. How is it that that part of the team, you know, you got your heating coach, you got your conditioning coach, your dietitian and whatnot. How do we create different teams or is it supposed to be one giant team that's supposed to be in your life? Like for each aspect of our lives, like for cooking it, for instance, uh, we have uh, food prep, uh, you know, chefs, whatever, what we put in there. But if for physical aspects of it, how, how does all these people intertwine in our life to build the legendary team that we need to actually be happy, healthy, and wealthy? Yeah. So if food, let's just take that. So okay. let's, whoever does the shopping in your house, whether that's yourself, whether that's your significant other, whether you have somebody deliver the food, you want to be clear on, what are, what are my goals? What am I trying to be? I want to be healthy. Well, what does that look like? That means that I want to be active. I want to feel good. So for instance, I'm lactose and gluten intolerant. So I have to be extremely clear with these are foods that I can have and can't have because if I were to eat gluten, for instance, I don't feel well. I have severe stomach pains. Then I'm not performing at my best. And I'm not able to show up again in any arena as the best. So I have to be clear on here's the foods that I want to eat and here's why. Because I want to be healthy, man. I want to show up and operate the businesses that I have to the best of my abilities. And I can't do that if I haven't prepared the proper meal. So sharing with that team, here's what, I, here's what I'm looking to eat. Here's what makes sense. Uh, are you saying anything different? Yes, no, whatever the answer is. Great. Now we have a plan. And the plan is to get that food, have it prepared so that I, I eat twice a day. I eat at 
lunch approximately one o'clock and I eat dinner approximately seven o'clock. So I know these are the two meals that I'm really looking to prepare. Maybe I have a protein shake in between there. The the real prep is in saying these are the things that I want to have ready to go so that we can have it ready at our disposal. The biggest part of habits that gets in the way is if it's not ready, now I'm going to reach out to something maybe I shouldn't have or the quick thing. I'm going to go to fast food. Well, I can't hardly eat anything at fast food. So whatever I'm going to have isn't going to support my goals and what I'm trying to accomplish. So it's funny if you just set proper expectations in the beginning, and this is a simple example of food, but this is really in business too. People don't do well when they don't have clarity on what the expectations are. The unknown is really where people get lost when people don't feel comfortable. So just being clear on your expectations so that people can fulfill whatever role they're playing. Okay. Now I'm going to play devil's advocate here with this. Now we have our expectations out, but nobody can meet those expectations. And what really happens when we start to settle for less than what we expect? So my first question would be is why can't they meet the expectations? Do you need more support? Is there something that I can do to make your life easier is do I need to outsource it so that the I can have that being met? So I'll, I'll give my wife as an example. She does do a lot of the uh, uh, picking up of the food at our home. So if she can't do that, she has outsourced it to what Instacart now. And instead of her physically going to the store because she's running out of time with everything going on in our world, she has now outsourced it well. She has set it up because she knows exactly the foods that I'm looking for. She doesn't have to guess about it. And she has now outsourced it to somebody else doing that. So it's really a matter of, do you need more support? Yes. Okay, cool. How can we go about that? And then finding the answers. For every problem, there is a solution, but you have to be willing to ask, what are you missing? How can I best support you? And we can translate that over to people in our lives, especially when you actually go for the support that you need, or uh, if someone actually has experience in something that you you need help in, and you go to them. But when that person falls, the person you're going to falls short of what you were expecting out of it. Do you still do you take that information and just go with it, or do you go and try to find something that is going to better yourself and try to find another person or another source for the information you're looking for? That's a great question. This is one that you can use in business in a major way. I don't believe anybody wants to show up and suck at work or whatever job or duty that they have. People want to perform at their best. Most of the time, it's just a lack of clarity around the expectations. So one of the first things that you can do is not label anybody for their lack of performance, but rather seek to understand. So for instance, if I said, Hey, Magnus, I need you to reach out to 30 people uh, from now until nine o'clock tonight. And at the end of the night, Magnus has reached out to 20 people. Okay, Magnus, I see that you weren't able to accomplish the goal. Was I not clear on the expectations? You answer one way or the other. Did you not have the support required? Whatever, there's always an answer in there because if 
if you had all of the things in in line, the expectations were set, more than likely you're going to accomplish the goal. It's typically there wasn't enough support, something happened. So it's way better than me saying, Magnus, you really didn't do a good job because you didn't hit the 30 contacts. Instead, just ask some clarifying questions to find out why it didn't happen. Okay. And we can actually do that in our lives and uh, whatever, whoever we talk to, whatever we hang out with. And, you know, these are, these are questions, especially when you're bettering yourself and you start seeing the growth and people start to see the growth as well, but they can't keep, they can't keep up with you. If that makes sense. So, but that on it, it feel when that happens, it feels like it's the person that's growing issue. It's more or less that they're doing so well, but they're the other person aren't. And is that sort of like an abandoning abandonment thing, or is that just growth and it's just a growing pain? Well, I, I mean, look, there's giving people an opportunity to grow with you and supporting them in that growth is a huge part. If it's a pattern where somebody is choosing not to do to grow, choosing not to do better, then it's maybe time to look to upgrade. But try not to label because the, the thing that I tell people all the time in coaching, labels are meant for boxes. They're not meant for people. And I know that we label people all the time. Uh, you know, John is shy. Uh, Jordan's tall. Name a label. We do that because it makes our lives easier to put them in a certain light. It doesn't mean that it's right. So for instance, if John was shy for 40 years and now he turns 41, John could choose to be the most outgoing person in the world. That's a choice that he could make. Okay. But labeling them is, is something that you should try to avoid at all costs because truth is people are ever evolving. I'm not the same person I was when I was 30. I'm not the same person I was at 20 or 10. And thank God for that because we change as human beings. So to associate any label with one person for a length of time, it doesn't make any sense. People change, they grow, they get better, but you have to give them the space to do it. You have to let them know, I support you in your growth and whatever I can do to help you, please let me know. Okay. All right. So the people that choose not to change, will that actually hinder that uh, the person associated with them's growth if that if your friend chooses not to change okay and that's okay you don't label them they're just there and everything else now for myself well i'll just put myself in this situation uh, my friend doesn't want to change try to help him grow chooses not to completely against it now does that make it better for me to actually still stay associated with that person, or is it time to actually do the upgrade like you're saying? Well, it's time to put some boundaries in place if you're looking to grow. If you're looking to level up in life, it's just time to, I'll give an example myself. My One of my best friends in the whole world, he is very content doing the same job, making the same amount of money, and it's not congruent with the lifestyle I want. I want to continue to create things and build things. I will do anything for him. I will go to the ends of the earth for him. However, 
I have chosen when it comes to my business life, my professional life, the majority of the time that I'm building these things that he wouldn't be a part of that. It doesn't mean that I can't have a beer with him and enjoy our time and talk about things growing up and some of the things that we love together. It just means that I'm not going to bring him into the arena where I'm growing because it doesn't make sense. He's not comfortable in that arena. It's not supporting my growth either. So it's really putting proper boundaries around that. And oftentimes, Magnus, you see this with families. And it's not easy, by the way. No. What I'm saying can be very challenging. For instance, if you have a negative mom, let's just say, that doesn't mean you don't love your mom. It just means that maybe you have to put a separate boundary. For instance, if you need positivity in your life, rather than calling your mom in the morning, maybe you reserve that time for later in the afternoon, once you've done all of your business, once you've done whatever you need to get done. Because for me, that first hour has to be positive. It's just a vital part of me growing. So having negative people in the morning for that first hour, it would make zero sense. And actually, my wife and I have talked about this openly where it's, I've told her, babe, that first hour, if even if you have something really negative, you want to talk about it, if you can just reserve that for after that first hour of my day, I'm more apt to talk about it and I'll be in a better emotional state. So it's just really putting boundaries around people that may not want to level up with you. It doesn't mean you have to totally cut them out. It just means a proper boundary. Okay. Uh, but you would actually definitely uh, determine where to keep them in your life to be to keep still part of the team, but not a, a major focus of the team. If they're important to, to keep in your life, right? If, okay. if my best friend, he's important to me, I love him to death. I'll always keep him in my life. It just looks different than it did when we were kids, where he was always surrounded with me. He was always with me. Now I still get that time. It's just in smaller intervals and it's not in my business world because those two worlds collide where I'm trying to grow. He wants to stay here. Neither of us are happy when I'm trying to push him and he's trying to pull me down. It's just a matter of those worlds don't, they don't collide very, they collide when they're together. They don't, they don't mesh. Correct. Thank you. Right. They don't okay. mesh. That's exactly right. Okay. That's okay. That's yeah. We got it. We have to keep our, we do compartmentalize things. We do separate things out. We put them where they're supposed to go and, Sometimes it gets a mess and we got to figure out what we want to do with them. Uh, what's What are a couple things? I know we've talked briefly on some of the things that we can do to make sure that the people are benefiting us. But what are some traits and qualities of the people that you actually want to be, that you want to seek out and make sure that they're actually being fulfilled so they can actually be more into your life and then you can definitely prioritize them? Yeah, so I, I seek out people that inspire me, people that make me feel good about, you know, really growing. Uh, having a growth mindset is a huge part of the people I want to surround myself with. I love to read. I love to talk about books. So I'm looking for like-minded people that are also looking for those things. Being extremely active, it's a, it's a, like you were talking about scuba diving. That's a good example. You enjoy scuba diving. So you would want to find others that also enjoy that because you relate to one another. You guys can, can talk about these things and 
It's something that lifts you up. It makes you feel better. So it's really seeking those people out. And I'll tell you what, Magnus, one of the things that I I wrote an article on what I would tell my 18 year old self. And one of the things I, I say that I wish I could go back is just continue to be open to people. There was a point in my life where I had all the friends I needed. And that's so crazy to say today, but I was in my early thirties and I was literally saying, I'm good. I don't need anybody else. I, I, I have enough friends. Well, that's insane now yeah. say, because <laughs> I love meeting new people that are doing amazing things. The fact that you and I got to connect and you do this, this podcast and this show, I love doing these shows. So that would be a collaboration that wouldn't have happened back then because I was closed minded to it. And so it didn't make sense for me. So that's what you look for is what do you enjoy and seek others out that are doing those things or more importantly, that are doing it at a higher level than you are. Okay. Well, that is some of the best advice we can actually give ourselves and we can actually work on, on a daily basis. But we're we have only a couple minutes left, JM. Where can my guests find you in case they want to reach out to you and, and learn more and actually contact you? Yeah, thanks. You know. I appreciate that. Uh I guess the three places would be let's go win podcasts if you want to hear the show that I do. Uh let's go win.com. Uh there's the free articles on there and the courses that I provide. And then let's go win 365, as you mentioned a couple times earlier before on every social media platform. If you reach out, you will receive me. I It is genuinely me who will connect back with you. So I hope to hear from some of your audience. And brother, I just appreciate it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Absolutely, Jam. I'm going to put your links and stuff in the description. I'll get that sent out. Uh, thank you for your time. I know our times uh, in these days and age, it's very precious. And I appreciate all the uh, tidbits of nuggets of great wisdom that you've uh, given us. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. All right. That's excellent. Well, that that concludes this week's show for everybody. Next week, I have Bernadette Boys coming coming on the show to figure out if we're if I'm the disgruntled person in the company and how if I am, how do we fix it? But until then, get outside, enjoy something, meet some new people, and uh start building that legendary team to help yourself uh have a better life. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.